Welcome to part two of this mini-series, Who We're Becoming with Joel and Reed Stockwell. In this second part, we talk about several important topics, including being able to say no, our changing roles as our children get older, some of Reed's favorite book recommendations, how to overcome fear, and then a, a funny bit also about Reed and how he enjoys perpetually scaring his family. I think you'll enjoy this episode as well. Take care. I wanted to uh, transition a bit here. So I, I love that conversation about how our faith has changed. I think also one thing I love about getting older is just learning priorities. And part of having priorities is also knowing how to say no to stuff and let things go. I know, Joel, we had a pretty cool conversation, I think, earlier about learning to say no. And, you know, for those of you who don't know Joel, like, Joel, when we talked about having an extra hour in the day, it's like you might as well, you know, do that for him because he's occupying all the other 24 hours. Right. <laughs> so, um, I was just, how have you learned to say no over the years? Yeah. So, I'm getting better at it. And, uh, <clears throat> and so, I mean, better at it is in really recently. But, uh, yeah, we just have been busy. We've been busy. And so, we've got six kids, the four are on and into college and professions and things like that. And so now is actually the time that I've got more freedom or free time, not freedom, uh, more free time to kind of just choose what I do with it. <laughs> it's another LDS trait that is like, got its hooks deep in me, but uh, <laughs> uh, growing up, my dad did more service for others than I had ever seen and uh then at a certain age i was helping with that mm -hmm. um and then you know when we were off you know a young family kind of thing that uh, he would call from time to time and say hey can you help me leave this person out or empty the storage you know for these people and i don't think i've ever turned down uh, you never did it was yeah yeah uh, but it was mostly i don't know these people i don't right it doesn't do anything from other than spend the time with another person that i cared a lot about so um yeah it was good quality time it kept us close sometimes it was uh at the time you know it may be the only time you see each other for a few days and and we see each other very frequently still so um but yeah now for instance i'll, I'll give the example i gave you earlier but my wife had said um this year while i'm renovating the main floor of our home uh that i am not to do any service work or outside side work for <laughs> anyone that didn't hold us or our children as babies and, <laughs> and so i agree with her that that's a pretty clear uh line in the sand like hey here's where you're saying no but people will now look and yeah. say wait did i ever yes i know one, one time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as far as like like last year i probably did 12 or 13 side projects uh, uh loft on Lost. the side of work yeah, uh, yeah for wow. others and this year i've done two oh and so i pulled back quite a bit but getting better at it Have you, I, i'm curious too because that's a big number you know that's a that's a big change in a year have, what benefits if any have you seen from that change so yeah so big benefit and it's funny because um i would say it's like a thirty thousand dollar difference from last year to this year i am happier so much happier in a lot of ways this year with the freedom even with less outside income i'm enjoying myself a lot more but i think i had to remind myself that last year it was there was some chaos with 
two kids leaving home at the same time for school. And, yep. uh, I, I went into like a tailspin. It was, I wasn't needed the same way. Um, and so that's something that happened too, where at a certain point I got comfortable with my role and I was reminded last year and this year, Hey, it's time to change that role. Uh, you know, and it's not a, like that role doesn't exist anymore. Now you got all this free time. It's a, what are you going to do with that role? You know? And so whether it's helping like working more to pay college housing or, or, um, or running around, I have a schedule that I can essentially, uh, walk away from work anytime. And so I'm the one that is getting the kids to the oh, you work really hard in the black right. And, and I know, yeah, right. I no, created a situation that they created like that, that situation, but, um, but yeah, it's right now I'm kind of in that, um, still dialing things in, uh, but my family doesn't need me less. They need me in a different way. And so yeah. new lesson for me, hard, uh, lots of, I mean, it's, uh, even thinking about it, it I'm well enough thinking about it, just having a house with two children and a where yeah. it once was just six. Well, and all the yeah, six kids. Six kids. Yeah. Six kids. yeah. So That's while it's amazing, they're all doing amazing things. You know, we still have our ups and downs, but yeah, it's, it's figuring out who I'm going to be now going forward, because this is where it changes it. But now in a couple of years, all of the kids will be outside the house. What's my role and what's it look like uh, then? And it's not time to say, Hey, I've got all this extra time to do the things I wanted to do. You know, when I have a young family, no, it's time to reassess things and figure out how I can help them through the next, this is a hard life. It's a, it is a hard life. It's continually getting more and more difficult. Um, and so it's, how do I set myself up? Well, the grandpa role is kicking you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the, it's the best it's thing. A lot of out there. <laughs> We've got 14 in face of Joel six. Yeah. That's a huge chunk of it. But having that many grandkids local, yes. I mean, Tony and I are in grandparent country. Yes. And it's just the coolest thing on the planet. I would highly recommend it for anybody who hasn't thought of it. Well, and you also, you max out their in earned income credit. It's good for taxes. Lots of pros. That's funny. That's one thing I respect though, looking at you, Joel, is that, you know, there was never a question of, you know, what am I going to do with all this free time? Because, you know, I think that's a lot of us. We think we see that kind of end in sight where we're empty nesters and then we're going to have all this spare yeah. time to do stuff. And I'm, I'm not knocking anybody that does that, but I, I think what I respect a lot about you is you realize that your role as a parent doesn't stop. It changes mm -hmm. and it's changing right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 So I wish I had great advice for like, Hey, here's what I did. It was awesome. Success. <laughs> I would say right now I'm in it and there's still, a hint of tailspin, like <laughs> where you're, you know, you're, well, it's like a metamorphosis. I mean, really, it's, already, yeah. it's coming out of that chrysalis and becoming a butterfly, yeah. the abdominal butterfly. Yeah, the jack yeah. <laughs> yeah. jackhammer. But that's what's happening, and it's and it's a new thing. Right? Yeah. It's a, it, that's the cool thing about this life. It's yeah. all new, it's all new experiences. It's something yeah. you haven't done before. Yet tomorrow is that new experience. And well, and you just have to keep learning. Like mm -hmm. you're not done learning. You're not. And actually, I, I think it's critical to like kick it into overdrive when you're our ages, like when, um, you've got that young family to continue learning and then your kids are going to see it. You're going to pass it on. They're going to 
it's going to benefit the other thing. Absolutely. No, it's been pressure. But yeah, it was, I was all wrong. It's <laughs> uh, the feelings that I had last year where I just went, okay, this is crazy that I can do. Uh, it's me. It's free time now. I can do all the things. Uh, I can be the millionaire. I knew I'd be at 25, but you know, having kids that slowed me down, uh, it didn't. It, it, it was a quick reminder that, you know, everything was there that I wanted and that wasn't what I wanted. You know, I wasn't, well, I wasn't going into the wrong. Yeah. Testing yeah. the waters with infidelity and things like that. You know, I was, I was trying to earn as much as possible and for that. It wasn't for, you know, it, it was a, I want to pay for this and, and not have them take out loans for this. And, and so all good things from a good place, but it quickly made me realize uh, that it was more, you do have something and, and you can work on this and, and pursue this. And it's a little harder than it was before where it's, I guess, musical chairs. With, with That's a kids. safer version. So yeah, I'm in the process of figuring out um, what my kids and family need from me going forward. You know, it's that next stage. And that whole, and that's going to change too. Right? Yeah. Right. It's, it, but it's so neat right now. There's, but the kids are doing really yeah. well. And, and again, like we were talking earlier, it'll happen again. But yeah. now I know to look for that or to be just con- conscious and aware of the evolution and the, the things going on in kids' lives. Cool. Man, I respect my parents a little bit more now. <laughs> they moved 2,000 miles away and I chased them down. <laughs> I brought all my problems with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, uh, I'm not out of, not all the way out of the house, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, but no. you still pursued the people that you love. And 100%. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they it never, never stays right. static, though. You're right. Yeah. You're always yeah. learning. It's always expanding. You're gaining more insight and, and wisdom. Yeah. Comes along yeah. And wisdom yeah. is just experiences and experience and knowledge. And, you know, it just grows on that. Yeah. Because... Fortunately, it, it's in flux all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like, you know, I, I think that one thing I gleaned from what you were talking about, Joel, too, is, you know, reflecting on the years, I don't think there's a lot of regret, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's a lot of regret of, oh, I should have been a millionaire. I think more reflecting on the years now, you're like, I know where my heart totally. wants to be. Yeah. And, you know, and, and a lot of what happened over those years was because that's where my heart was. Yeah. You know, lots of ups and downs. And one of those, I never change anything, but I would, I mean, I, I would, they're, they're the, I'm thinking we're talking about the ages going back to kind of thing. And I mean, it really is. I mean, I go back to 25 and that would be only for writing or tweaking the parenting decision, you know, where it's Mm -hmm. like, I, I know so much more now or, I've seen the outcome of this scenario and, and what kids were keen on, things like that, where it's, uh, if I could go back, I, you know, it would be to make their lives better, more informed, improved, I don't know, whatever it may be, but to change things are moving up. Well, I'm going to break down the fifth wall for a second here and I'll let you guys know that sometimes I just run to the bathroom in the middle of the set. <laughs> and, uh, you did, and you yeah. didn't even move your chair. And I'm going <laughs> to... I didn't notice he was gone. Something. Oh, you're getting ready. Yeah. yeah. Rupert, yeah. Uh, you're on the And I'm going to have Josh run the conversation for a bit here. Josh, what else did you want to talk about? Oh, I've got lots. Yep. And there's 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 two people now, so we got like, we got lots. And I feel like today I'm getting the cheat code because uh, I feel like there's your your experience, your generation, read, yeah, and then your yeah. Joel, and now me, and I'm like, oh man, this is like <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is perfect. <laughs> this is my favorite. 
You, Reed, had talked about some of the books that you had yeah. given out as a gift. Um, I love reading books. Keister gave me the book he talked about earlier. Um, I'm really glad you mentioned that book, Joel. And that's a pretty popular it's, one. It is popular. It was the first search on Amazon. Oh, really? it was, yeah, I didn't yeah. even have to type it in Perfect. correctly. So um, anybody should be able to find it. He's, he's already over, yeah. Yeah, I, it's maybe. On, it's, it's, on, it's in my cart. <laughs> it's on one of our nightstands. It's always out. Perfect, okay. yeah. Awesome. Um, what is the good to great? Good to great. Uh, Jim Collins, a uh, professor at UCLA. I believe it's UCLA. And he did a study with his uh, um, graduate students of what makes businesses successful. Mm. And so if you ever saw the movie, go back and watch a movie called Gung Ho, and it's with Michael Keaton, I think. Wait, yeah, wait, I've heard of that then. one. But he, he actually co-wrote Gung Ho with him and another author did. But what he did is he did a good, good to great was a study of uh, enduringly great American companies mm-hmm. that went through the, the dot-com era and all the Silicon Valley <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And it performed better than they did. What made them successful? And it just so happened to be everything about the companies aligned up. The same thing they have. What hmm. was they, what, whatever their whatever their mission or their, their mission was, that they didn't deviate from. It. They would see. They would use technology or they'd use society uh, so, societal things. But they would never get off the core value of the company. For instance, like when it was new core steel, the new core steel said we're going to make the best steel at this much per ton, and mm. it never changed it. And then the other one was uh, oh, what is this? Not the this. Costco rotisserie chicken. Let's say that's right. Good dollar, yeah. good dollar fifty hot dogs. No, but it was. Um, now was the only What's the uh, what's the drugstore that's out that's out on all the corners now? Walgreens. Walgreens was another one, and they said this is what we're going to do in that part of the market. But they all they identified um, their they identified their uh, core mission, and they wouldn't deviate from it. Then one of the other things was hiring the right people and getting them in the right seat in the bus is what they called it. So you would hire a person that could do the job. And they were all in. Gung Ho is kind of a funny version of it, but he said one of the things that they did is Newport Steel had these employees that knew what the company wanted to do. They shared that information with their employees to say, this is what your job is and this is what you're supposed to do. The owners of the company knew everybody in the company. They knew literally by name, whether it was Sam Walton or whoever, Mm -hmm. they knew who they were and they would say, hey, Bob, how are you doing? How's your wife? And stuff Mm -hmm. like this. And they could have thousands of employees. But anyway, Newcore Steel, they said one night they had a guy on their team, this production team, that wasn't doing his job. Mm -hmm. And the other guys ran ran him out of the company. They said, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about hiring and firing when your team employees know we've got a bad guy here. And so they said, oh, yeah. You know, they said that. You know, and I've heard that before, too. Right. That's the thing. You don't have to worry about getting rid of the wrong people if you have the right, right people. Right people yep, will exactly. get rid of the wrong people. And that's true. I've and, seen and that. And a lot of things yeah. like that. But his business practice, what he found out was there was this core set of business practices that these companies that, he, that they did the study on, they found out that their stock value was better than all that uh, you would have made more money putting your money in these core companies than you would have by putting them in the, the uh, Silicon Valley and the dot-com companies. Oh, wow. They blew up and did everything they did. Your money was far better at them because these are these are the companies that are, will endure hmm. because of the policies that they follow. And, and stuff it's, too. It's that. really kind of cool. It's got a hedgehog mentality, it's called. And, uh, you know, you get this giant, giant thing moving in the right direction. Don't 
deviate from that course. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're sticking to it and that you just you just plow ahead and, and use technology and use these things to your advantage. But don't let them become the driver yeah. to your business because they will take you off course. Right. Because trends change and things happen and technology happens. But anyway, it's just a it's a it's a business book that if anybody reads, and like I said, if you get a chance, watch Gung Ho. It's a it's a funny movie, but it's yeah. based around his that business mentality a little too much, you know. <laughs> awesome, I like but I that like that. The Iacocca days, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what the thing he said about the Iacocca. He said the Iacocca was unsuccessful because he was one of those um, leaders that was a uh, charismatic leader. Yeah. But the minute he just went off to the uh, to the uh, airlines. And started doing that. GM fell apart because mm-hmm. he he took his he took his focus charisma somewhere else. Now, and, and they said never trust a charismatic leader. I was a nerd like Elon Musk. I trust. I trust Elon. I'd go to Mars tomorrow. To be honest with you, if anything, just to get some quiet from. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I'm back. Go ahead. Yeah, so back. I'm back, and I had a cupcake too. Shout out to uh, Lydia Westover for bringing those over. <laughs> nice of her. Oh, you guys should try one, by the way. But on the way home, yeah, on the way home, you can absolutely. Oh, what else do we want to talk about today? I wanted to talk about another thing that I've been learning more about over the years, which is how to deal with fear and. That's something we dabbled in. We talked about a little bit already, but you know, for me, fear has dictated, oh my gosh, just so many decisions in my twenties and thirties. You know, I, I think I've made a lot of, if I'm being honest, a lot of decisions that were based on fear of some outcome instead of really going with my heart and what was important to me. And I, I think for me and my going into my 40s, what I've learned more is to, and maybe this has come with the stability of, you know, having a career and stuff like that and feeling a little more safety in that. But I, I've learned that the danger is real. You know, if I go off the double black diamond, I might not come back. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Right? At this point. <laughs> but but fear is something that limits my ability to do things that I would otherwise love and really enjoy. And, and participating in experiences that could be life-changing. So I'm just, I'm curious from especially, you know, Joel and, and Reed, but, you know, Josh too, if you want to chime in here, just what have you learned about fear? And uh, for me, okay, so I, I read and study up on this a lot because I think fear and anxiety kind of go hand in hand. Uh, and for a sure. lot of people may think fear is anxiety, vice versa. Um, but like um, a lot of neuroscientists say that anxiety is um, the decision. And, and so mm-hmm. it may be that the fear of making the wrong decision, or it may be the fear of having too many decisions. And so too yeah. many decisions could be just from your education, upbringing or experience. But uh, yeah, it's one of those things that for me, uh, the best way to attack that is to try to learn as much as possible. And so the things that will stress me out may be the work situation or a project. If I, if I know as much as possible going into that, um, the better off I am. And so you don't always, but mm. preparation helps down the road. You may not know what you're prepared no. for, but, but yeah, it's one of those things where I've lumped it in and said, 
okay, this isn't fear, this is anxiety. It's it's an anxiety, it's an anxious moment. And is it that I'm afraid I'm gonna make the wrong decision or am I just afraid that I have to pull the trigger? And yeah. so mm-hmm. I put myself yeah. in enough situations where it's just me and only me um, making that decision that I'm getting more and more confident, but it took a long time. It took mm-hmm. years and, and to be honest with you, I just did it and that anxiety and fear was still there. But uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's there for everybody. Um, I think if you're accountable for what you're doing, then it definitely is there. I think that the people that don't have the theory, they're blessed, or a lot of times they they're not worried about that outcome as much as other people are. Um, and so I think that's a good thing. I think that having that fear around means that you care about that situation, topic, or whatever that you're dealing with or handling. Right? Then uh, I would say pull the trigger as fast as possible, get rid of the fear, but like make sure it's the right decision or a positive decision, you know. And some of those are decisions you wouldn't have made and that they know decisions great. Yeah. Mm. Kind of from my side is uh my study of it fear is fear that has been one of those it is probably one of the most negative things that we wrestle with in the sense that I believe it's a tool used by the adversary to stop us from being great. I, yeah. love, I love what Nelson mm-hmm. Mandela said. He said, who, who are you to think small of yourself? And he was basically trying to tell people, you're a son or daughter of God. And Christ over and over again in the scripture says, fear not. And I understand there's a different interpretation of fear not. I told talk about anxiety and things like that. So there are certain things that you have to deal with that, that can stop you from hurting yourself or hurting even hurting others. I mean, if standing on a cliff and I think I could fly, no, I think maybe I'm, I'm just a little <laughs> bit too wrapped up in my ego. But the bottom line is, is that that uh, Satan wants to stop us from being great. And when we're being great, we're really just doing things that the Lord wants us to. But even more so, we're doing those things that we're truly capable of that we just don't know we're capable of. It. And that, that ha- those things have to be uncovered and we need to understand who we really are and what we're capable of. That's going to be where the magic really kicks in. Where and for the youth, that's our, that's one of our work goals is to help our youth understand that they are sons and daughters of God and that they have an infinite and eternal potential on life. And if they could understand that as early at the earliest point, somebody can understand. Hey, I was meant to be great. I am a son or daughter of God, and I've got to live in this world like everybody else, but I've got to overcome fear. And fear is, fear is, like Joel said, gets into almost every decision you make. And I think part of it is, it's more of a fear of, well, maybe somebody else can do it, but not me. And I, I think, no, you can, we see every like Joel's talking about, and you guys were talking about, you're at this stage, Josh as a dad, Joel's at this stage, and I'm at that stage. When you realize how much of the things you stressed over and you worried about, it's like, why did I, you know, why did I stop myself from doing that? And why did I limit myself? And, and God does not want us to limit ourselves. He wants us to realize who we really are. Fear is the, the party crashing for all of them. Yeah. And and I think somehow that gets into kids' heads early and they just don't move out of that place and they and then won't trust themselves to do things. And I think we need to trust themselves that they are capable and we have to 
help them understand how capable and valuable people are. And I, I always say kids, people come into my office, very same thing. I had a woman come in a while back and she said, I'm, I'm not willing to build a temple. I said, why? She told me the reason. I said, that's not anything. You should be at the temple. I said, that's, forget about that. What, what you think, that is not right. You are just fine. Please, you know, mm. stop robbing yourself from this great experience by thinking what you're thinking because yeah. somebody else convinced you. That's fine. Like, that's where fear worries me is that yeah. people, people utilize it though as a tool. They're the, right. the natural things that you're going to encounter in life mm-hmm. that you're going to have that trepidation and fear over. But like, yeah, when people are using it as a tool to manipulate, that's, yep. that's a whole other ball game. And yeah, it's, that's a difficult one too. Yeah. And then that probably would be where parents could be affected with fear. Like, uh, making a decision based on, I don't know what the outcome's going to be for this child. Let's right. like, keep them back from that or protect them from this. Um, yeah, that's another, yeah. Yeah, so, Jim, what's your take on it? I, I, no, I, I have a lot to say, actually, in, in going off of what Joel was talking about in particular, because I, I think that identifying what's fear and anxiety and sifting that out can be really helpful because... I do think anxiety can be like fake news that you tell yourself, <laughs> right? And uh, fear can be different. And, and sometimes fear is rooting in, rooted in something very real. And so it's, it's good to identify that too. You know, I'm going to use a super stupid analogy and we're just, you're just going to have to deal uh, with it. If it works, but, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I made the trip. So we went up to the Oregon Duck game and we made the trek all the way up to Seattle in one day. So we get up at four in the morning for Ooh. a 1230 game and we come back and, you know, everybody knows uh, that follows at this point that they lost a really close game. And I was super nervous sitting in the stadium, right? And I was just thinking, like, why am I feeling this way about a game that's played by 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds? <laughs> and I, what I realized was, you know, I I really care about this because I love this team and I love what it means for the community that I live in, sure. you know, and I care about the outcome of the game. And I don't know how to describe it, but just identifying that and, and that it mattered to me like help to kind of release some of that anxiety saying it to yourself yeah Yeah. just because you know it it matters to me you know and and just accepting that and being what willing like you said joel to kind of ride the outcome totally yes so the loss was your fault (laughs) he brought that fear and anxiety with him to washington (laughs) (laughs) i bet it was fourth quarter last two minutes i will say (laughs) that i did chat up the kicker before the game so maybe i said something that no, he, he's <laughs> solid after this. Yeah, it must have been something I said. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. I don't like it that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I'm the same way, though. I With Avery wrestling, my fingernails are, my hands are in my mouth all the time. And I'm just so sitting there. And, yeah, yeah, I don't. Uh, I scream out without any self-control. Uh, yeah, and they're not just, even words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, think, I get it. And I think part of overcoming fear sometimes is just not making that acknowledgement. Like this matters to me, and I'm I'm just going to take yeah. a step. But also the unknown, you know, yeah. it's that thing of going out in the. I get that where it's like this is so. I mean, you, I always tell people when they're new on the job, I said, don't expect anything out of yourself. I mean, really, mm-hmm. you're new right. on the job, and they just like, oh, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to. Please make mistakes. Please do. 
you know, you'll do stupid stuff. You just learn from it as quick as you can. But, but I mean, the idea of this, I can never do that because I can never do this. And I mean, you just, it's, it, it, I don't know if you heard the story about Bond and Jack. The guy goes, he, his car dies in the middle of the night. And he sees this light far, far away. He's out in this farming area. And he's and he's walking toward this house going, oh, there's a farmer's house. And I can get there. And then he gets closer. He goes, oh. And then they're probably, you know, they probably hate seeing people like me walk in. And then right before he gets to the house, the light goes off. Oh, now I'm going to wake him up. And they're, they're going to be mad at me. And uh, yeah, But he's, he's desperate. So he knocks on the door. And the uh, farmer opens the door. He goes, yeah, can I help you? He goes, yeah, keep your stinking jack. And walks away. <laughs> you know, he's just, he's, he's, he's too much. Yeah. Up all this anxiety up to that point. And, and we just don't even live that. I mean, yeah. what new undiscovered stuff is awesome. I guess that's what I learned. There's all the things in life that this old man has learned. It's just so awesome to experience things that are new. And that's really what life's about. It's experiencing things. And if you're afraid of that, then your learning is going to come in a more difficult way. It's going yeah. to be forced upon. And and you don't, and that's okay too. But if you can accept it and say, okay, yeah, right, let's try it. What about, what are your thoughts too, Josh, about the topic of fear, anxiety? I, I think that um, that's something you and I have discussed quite a bit too. Oh, I talk about it more than I should probably. I'm terrified. I get anxious. So I, I, well, I thought I was released from Sunday school, and I learned today that I wasn't. Um, and so I had to <laughs> like fifteen minutes before the 15 class. Minutes before, Welcome. Totally fine. I did, I did yeah. great. But I when when I first got called, so so I most people know this. I got I was excommunicated, was gone for seven years, came back, and one of my biggest fears was coming back in and having callings because I hate teaching. I hate, I'm getting better at it. <laughs> I hate most of it. Most of the stuff that comes with church, I don't enjoy it, even though I do. <laughs> um, I just got, I get so terrified. I get myself so worked up that then I either would shy away from it. And that's why I partially, it took me so long to get back because I just, I would, I would just pull back immediately. Like, ah, I don't even want to try it. Um, but the only advice I can say is, you know, it's just, just go headlong into it. Just headbutt your way through yeah. the situation, and and you turn out fine. Well, every single totally. time. I'm only 29. Yeah, about to be 29. So that's, I mean, that's for me. And I, I, I'm not speaking for any any of you other guys, but like, yeah, the 20s with a young yeah. family. That's pretty normal. Okay, to, good. To have that, like <laughs> fear, and stress, and like, yeah, it's pretty normal. Where it's, yeah, I mean, that's a good thing. That's that's mm-hmm. your acknowledging all those thoughts and feelings that are going through your head right. that weren't before. And yeah. it's not very fun. It, no, it's not. <laughs> I was pretty tight in my twenties because I was worried constantly about yeah. things that could possibly happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, the, it's funny, weird, weird analogy too, but Indiana Jones, I love it. When, oh, when he was going out. I to, like our analogies today. That was fantastic. Yeah. When he was, uh, um, it was last crusade when they were, he was getting ready to walk across the chasm. It was the step of faith and he stepped out over to the end. The bridge was invisible or whatever. And he was able to walk across. So I was like, oh, you just jump out there. And he had done a studying before, like you talked about, but yeah, you just, I think if the more knowledge you have in general, and then you just take a step out, then I, most of the time I think everything's going to be okay. You might be anxious through all of it as you go, but for, like you said, new experiences, first time around, I think, yeah. I think that's normal. Well, so, it's worse it can happen. It, I mean, yeah, I know. So I'd want you to go. Yeah. Some of the things. 
Yeah. Yeah, just go headlong into it. Go nuts. Let's go with that. I enjoyed all the conversations today. And yeah. We're, you too. This was fun. Yeah. Um, we could keep going for another hour for and a half, probably. We probably could. But <laughs> I wanted to, I'll, we'll probably end with a question. I'll do a slight modification. I just want to ask you, Joel, and, yeah. and read. You know, just to summarize who you are becoming, you know, in this in this period of your life. I think first, do we have any other funny questions? I was gonna ask because we did get into a couple. I know you had some written down here. I had I had one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll do we'll do one more. And that we'll was one more. For you, Reed, you have about scaring scaring your family yes, and stuff. Thank you. Because I, yeah. I scare my wife as often as I can. I have a, a camera oh, roll. I'm not allowed yeah. to yeah. I'm not allowed to. I have a camera roll of me honking my horn at my wife when she walks in oh, front of the car. Awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Fun. If yeah. you ever want to scare somebody, <laughs> Camille scares very easily oh, too. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So tell me what you what you do, Reed, and then we oh, can. Oh, we used to we used to play. We used to have a night of terror. Going on <laughs> oh, nice. This. And, and I was just like, I will scare all of you tonight. Well, the funniest thing happened, which was yesterday, my sixteen year old grandson catches over the night, spending the night, and I always tell him I'm going to scare him. My dad. Well, I wasn't thinking about it. I was locking up the house, and he was going from Tony's office into the spare bedroom, and he was just coming on the corner, and I just said, I just went to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm locking up. Just keep, you know, I said, keep all the, the zombies out of the house if they come to the front door. You're in charge of that. And right as he turned the corner, I said, I started to say that to him. He didn't see me. He was pulling his headphones off and he jumped up in the air, almost hit his head oh on goodness. the door frame, was running in place in, in, in the sky, landed on the ground, collapsed at the end of the bed, and we were, we laughed for 10 minutes. It was just oh, that's one great. of those. I couldn't have planned it any better. But it's just one of those. I just think that it's, that's his most recent story. His best story is <laughs> our youngest brother was going to bed. And so uh, <laughs> my dad crawled under his bed. And awesome. so he went in and was facing away from the bed. And my dad grabbed his ankles and started pulling him up. Oh. So his face from the doorway was like priceless. Yeah. So, so as a kid growing up in this uh, environment, do you know when the night of terror is coming? Or <laughs> it never ended. Twenty years. That's great. But I had black. I had this big black glove, and we used to play with. I put this glove on, and I chase the kids around the house with this. Yeah, they cut the the demons glove. No, well, we do the socks. Yeah, oh, that's he, right. he always had a long tube sock, and we put another one in it, and we just <laughs> chase each other all over the house. I'm just waiting on each other. It's yeah, just like I, I heard a story about <laughs> a toenail. As oh, well. Lacey's toenail necklace. Yeah. What? My my daughter. Uh, I was playing basketball, and I sick president came down on my toe, crushed my toenail, and yeah, we got it. Yeah, got and, it. and it was just huge. Okay. I was going to lose a toenail. And my mm-hmm. daughter was like eight or ten years old, and I said. When that toenail comes off, I'm going to drill a hole in it and make a necklace and put it around your neck while you're sleeping. Oh, Dad, that's just so gross! And sure enough, one night I got it, put it, made it in the necklace, put it around it, and we were screaming in the morning when she found this grody toenail necklace around me. It's just what it's just what loving fathers do. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Cool. When I when I lost my thumbnail, I did that. I didn't do the necklace, but that was that's fantastic. And you're getting idea some ideas, later. yeah. 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 <laughs> We should have led with that. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> this is parenting advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I, I wanted to thank you so much, you guys, for your time. I know you guys are both busy, so I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, I think it'll help a lot of people too. I don't know what do you think, Josh. And I mean, it, yeah. it, if it doesn't help anybody else, it helped me. Yeah, um, yeah. Cool. Thanks, I appreciate you guys. Yeah. So I wanted. To, so we'll start. We'll ask you both. But Joel, in this period of your life, who are you becoming now? Uh, I think that I am finding my calm. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, not that it was frantic, but like I'm finding my calm where my kids are at that age. For the most part, we've got our ups and downs. And then we've got one that's like, yeah, giving us a run for it right now. But I, I'm trying to find my calm uh, and and I know who I am. And there's a comfort in that, which shouldn't surprise anyone. But I think I know who I am now not not who i was before um not even what i've come from as far as me personally i know i know my roots but there's a calm like almost like i stumbled onto hey this is where i'm supposed to be this is who i'm supposed to be now i have to tweak some things and um and dial back uh the obligations and things like that which uh, i'm working on and i'm slowly doing but yeah, I'm just a lot happier with where I'm at. It's just, yeah, it's a different world. And you guys, you guys will see that as far as uh, I'm in a weird transition right now where the kids are departing and they're not going far and they're all staying close. And I'm super grateful for that. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a interesting time. It, it's, it was my next big hurdle that I didn't know was coming. Um, and it'd been a while since I'd had one. And so I guess that's, that's what it is, is that it kind of, I want some. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're dialed into young family mode and then older family or older children mode is a different, a different one. And, and again, didn't we know we were going to walk into this world that was going to be so different from what our parents taught as far as educating our kids? Not, I mean, the technology that's around, it's a different generation than it's ever been. Um, and so, yeah, hopefully, um, my calm will make things easier for grandchildren, helping adult children kind of navigate those, those first 10 years of early family life or, yeah. or whatnot, you know, the stresses, anxieties, fears. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'm there and, and I'm working on my tenderness and being softer and an easier approach, but, um. Yeah, it's. I think that's I think that's good, great. Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing. It's. I, I think forties. A lot of people say in your forties, it's the best, the greatest. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. It, it's. Uh, I'm finding my calm, but yeah, it's forties. Just happened to be when all my birds were leaving the nest, and so it's a little bit I'm torn. <laughs> We'll call you back for another episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like ten years. So, <laughs> so was it? Was it the best? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you, Reed? Who are you becoming? Well, I kind of agree with you all. Um, the best Sydney scenes at seven. I mean, I, I'm turning 70 this next year, and I just, I'm so excited about the next 30 years ahead. Well, um, I'm glad you stopped saying the next 70 years because it's <laughs> not. <laughs> it's not like you blow Dustin's got nothing on yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just so excited about life in general. This everything about it is is wonderful. Even the hard struggles and all the challenges that I you feel different. The perspective is you look at your children and your grandchildren, you worry about them. We're fine. 
you know, we've got we've got everything we want and need. You know, we look at our kids and, and worried for them that the what they're going through is much different and much more volatile than what we went through. And that may not be true. It may that just may be a, a perception of a seven year old man. But I'm excited for the future. Um, I feel like on a, on the right pathway to having all the things that I've ever wanted, and that is a, a happy family, happy, healthy family, an understanding of the gospel that continues to grow and develop um, day by day. Uh, it's, and, and that's mostly me changing the things that aren't in line with, there are consistent, I'm trying to get rid of any cons- inconsistencies in my life so that um, just true and trusted and sure. You know that that's I, I and I've got I've got a great mentor and it's Kimber Johnson and he's our patriarch and if I could develop to become like Kimber, I would consider myself a blessed and happy now. He's he's just like I said. If we'll get to interview him sometime. But to to know Kimber and he's just a wonderful man and I couldn't have had a better mentor. Even though he probably didn't volunteer for it, I just thrust it upon him. <laughs> but. Uh, I just say there, and there's so much peace in my life right now that that uh, despite the turmoil in the world, you just have faith in the, in the gospel. The, the Father knows His plan, and uh, it's going to work out because it's His plan. And all I have to do is keep that in mind and work that plan, and you know, it'll accomplish the things that I want at least. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Connection Podcast. We appreciate Joel and Reed for taking time to have this discussion with us today. And uh, if you haven't already, please, you know, like and subscribe to the channel. Let me know if there are people you want us to talk to. We've really enjoyed talking to different people from the stake and beyond. If you're liking this series, also you know, let me know. Uh, we'll continue doing episodes like this from time to time. We certainly have gotten a lot of great feedback so far about Tina Marchant's episode. So thank you again for being listeners. Thank you for all that you do. We couldn't obviously make this project happen without you. So take care and we'll connect again soon.